Hi everyone, you're listening to episode 52 of the Cheerful Cynics with me, Pooj, and Coffee Cup, Gaia. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to get in contact or if you have any questions, you can email us at thecheerfulcynics at gmail.com or find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast. How's it going, Gaia? Good. It's a very special episode today, Pooj. Happy one year to the Cheerful Cynics Podcast. Can you believe it? I, I can't believe it. It's crazy. I know. It's been a whole year. I know. We haven't killed each other. Isn't this incredible? Yeah, because half the year we've been stuck in our respective houses. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> we've been in lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> if it was a possibility, I'm sure it would have happened. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, I think we oh, should dear. celebrate though. Um, yeah. Although we're recording... About midday, so maybe champagne's not the best idea. Yeah, I don't think that's a great start to the day. I mean, it'll just go downhill from there. I wouldn't be able to do a podcast, I don't think. <laughs> Year two of the podcast would just be two alcoholics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's just slurring. The slurring cynics. <laughs> yeah. Oh, maybe we could have a second podcast. <laughs> I mean, we've come a long way though, Pooj. You know, we didn't have any experience with podcasting. And I, do you remember, I used to have a really shitty microphone, which you could probably tell from the first couple of episodes of our podcast. Yeah, <laughs> it was, it was good. It was, it was a learning experience. You know? yeah. It sounded like you were talking through a sock. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for listening past our crappy audio. And also like editing a podcast was completely new to us a year ago as well, wasn't it? Yeah. And now we're, we're definitely getting better. It's still yeah. tricky. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but you know it's it's not bad it's not bad no we're just keeping everyone on their toes and there's like a random noise in the background <gasps> or the audio gets really loud <laughs> <laughs> you're here for the journey aren't you <laughs> not the destination <laughs> it's been uh, good though because we've had we've had listeners from all over the world and it's just something i've never expected would happen because it's just the two of us cynics just spouting nonsense half of the time it's incredible yeah exactly cheerful cynics right so it's the good kind oh, yeah, not the true. kind of the horrible oh, the cynical you know. cynics <laughs> exactly yeah exactly we're not the cynical cynics <laughs> And also, not to sound cliche, but if it wasn't for all the listeners, you know, it's difficult to keep going. So thank yeah, you to really, you guys. Yeah, it really is. Um, and there's quite a bit of effort involved to create podcasts, which I never appreciated before. So it's really good to know that, you know, people are actually listening and it's worth the effort. Don't worry, folks. We'll keep it going with some awesome stories for you, as always. Yeah. So what are we talking about today, Pooj? Well, I came across a few interesting micro-nations um, that a lot of us probably haven't heard of. Mm -hmm. um, so I was thinking maybe we should start our cheerful cynics kingdom. What? <laughs> Why do you always jump to these random conclusions? <laughs> so I I'm surprised you don't follow me. Why, don't, why can't you follow me? I thought that You're was a natural from jump. A to Z in like thirty seconds. What? Where's B? What happened to C? <laughs> oh yeah, this is how my brain works. <laughs> so okay. I don't think it's that easy to create a micronation, though, is it? It kind of is. <laughs> well, I mean, the amount of land on this planet is finite. It's not the same thing as like going online and naming a star. Oh, maybe you should do that as well. Oh, God. <laughs> Just think of the advertising. This is the Cheerful Cynics constellation. <laughs> <laughs> the advertising. That would be, that'd be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I think you're thinking way ahead there, Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, going back to the 1980s, an artist called Lars Vilks began constructing some really cool structures out in the Kuderberg Nature Reserve in southern Sweden. What What are cool structures? What does that mean? Oh, like sculptures. That, there was one sculpture which had like a makeshift tower made completely out of driftwood. Okay. And he used about 75 tons of the stuff. It was Whoa, massive. 75 tons? Damn, that's impressive. 
Yeah, this thing was pretty serious. He also had another one, which was like a massive structure made of stone. Oh. And think of them as makeshift towers of driftwood and everything else. Mm-hmm. So, do you remember in Peter Pan, you know, the Lost Boys, and they had their own little kind of stick built oh, yeah. haven? Yeah. Oh, like that. I got you now. Okay. That's actually a huge endeavor, though, isn't it? So, where did he do this? Well, so he built this in an area which was like, really difficult to get to in the nature reserve. So, as okay. a result, nobody knew about it for about two years. <laughs> Awesome. <laughs> just, just snuck it away. This Don't ever. go behind that bush. <laughs> no, no, there's nothing to see there. I guess not everything needs to be done for an audience, right? We're in such a performance sort of culture at the moment. There's like TikTok, Instagram. People need to watch this. You know, if I haven't taken a photo of my food, it's never happened. It didn't. I didn't eat it. I, I just didn't eat. I just didn't eat because I didn't take a photo of food today. That's quite nice to, to see that, though. That's quite cool. I think I like that. A little bit of secret art. But I'm confused as to what this has to do with micronations. Oh, so when these sculptures were eventually found, council said, we don't like these. These are too big. Oh. They, they're officially classed as buildings and you can't build anything here. Oh, oh, the council must have loved that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> So he was told that the construction of these sculptures was forbidden as it was a nature reserve, obviously. Oh, shit. And he was told to dismantle all his art. Yeah, it's a nature reserve. You Obviously, you can't build stuff there, though. So I'm not surprised he was told to dismantle it, though. You don't do that in a nature reserve, man. Yeah, I know. It's not ideal. Yeah. But <laughs> so he appealed the decision, but he lost. Shocking. Um, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and then he appealed again and again and again and again. Oh, and um, the Swedish government just kept siding with the council and told him to dismantle his sculptures. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree with the council and the, the Swedish government, though, because it's a nature reserve, right? It's not his property. And I'm sure the wildlife there had no idea what the hell was going on. I think I'm sure there's better places to do that. It's kind of weird, though, because you can have one stick and it's just part of nature. Two sticks, part of nature. If you have ten sticks, is it still... At what thing? point do you need to get the council involved? <laughs> At what point is it 51 sticks? Now this is officially a sculpture. This is a building. <laughs> this, is a, <laughs> this is an art installation now. Yeah. Now you require a permit. <laughs> exactly. Should have stopped at 50 sticks. Oh dear. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> yeah. So basically in protest, he declared that the area was now an independent micronation called the Kingdom of Ladonia. Ladonia? He made a micronation on his sculpture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> how cool is that <laughs> this isn't the conclusion that i would have arrived if it were me if i would, i've got a sculpture that i've made and everyone's saying i need to take it down this is how you think though bitch. i feel like this is this you and he are on the same page you just jump to this random conclusion <laughs> i'm gonna build a micronation <laughs> well, i can't park here well it's my country damn it. <laughs> yeah, exactly <As> of now <laughs> oh man i'm not sure that's the conclusion i would have arrived if it were me well, or many people, True. or many people, right? <laughs> I mean, like, when in doubt, declare a new nation, so... But surely Sweden <laughs> were like, hell no, fuck off. Yeah, well, a lot of the local community actually supported these sculptures as it was all natural and, you know, it's good for tourism. So it's its own nation now? Yeah, it's... Or well, like most micronations, it's, it's not recognised by the government. And yeah are usually ignored. So you're not not going to see them at the Olympics. You know, this man with a sculpture. Oh, look at me. This is insane, Pooj. But it gets better. So the government of Ladonia is led by a lady called Carolyn I, Queen of Ladonia. Wow, Queen of Ladonia. Yeah. This is great. <laughs> and that you can do, you can Google her and put it on the internet. She's got a really glamorous photo. You, you think, this is amazing. <laughs> what? And <laughs> Vilks 
is the state secretary and performs and oversees many of the day-to-day operations of the microstate. What are the day-to-day operations of a microstate? Well, it's a good question and nobody really knows. But according to him, he processes new citizenship applications. What? Which is what? fun. Yeah. <laughs> so you can just go on their website and try and Wait. just sign up. Into perspective, a new citizen of a sculpture. Yes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he posts photos and news to the Lodonian online newspaper oh too. God. All the important stuff. Uh, is there space for all of these citizens? <laughs> what happens? <laughs> Strangely, so the citizens are based around the world. And as of this year, 2020, they have a population of over 22,000 citizens, over 1,000 nobles, and 125 ministries. What? (laughs) Yeah. And none of these people actually reside within the borders of the country or the micronation. This is sounding like an incredibly bureaucratic fan club. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) It's It's crazy, right? They even have a group of cabinet ministers which participate in debates and vote on proposals via the internet. Jesus. Yeah. And public holidays. Obviously, if you've got your own country, you want public holidays, right? Of course, they have public holidays, Paige. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. And I guess if it's your own country, there's no limit to these. So they have over 50 public holidays in a year. Basically one a week. What? I mean... But surely this means nothing because nobody lives there and Sweden wouldn't recognise it. So... Yeah, what? Yeah, you couldn't go to work asking for public holidays (laughs) for a country that doesn't really exist and you're not physically there. It's all very confusing. It's like, it's great. It's it's basically just a piece of paper, isn't it? Oh, we've got 50 public holidays, which you can't do anything with. So enjoy. This is crazy. (laughs) I do think we need to visit, though, just to see what it's like. Oh, definitely should. Apparently, they have about 40,000 visitors in a year. So even though it's so tricky to get to, you know, people are making the effort to go there and see it. And it's great for the local economy. And once you do get there, um, they've built a massive labyrinth, you know, of wood and sticks and things like that for you to explore. Jeez. It's great. I think I'd probably get lost there, Pooj, though, to be honest. That's the best way to use your 50 bank holidays. <laughs> Just <laughs> trying to find the northern star to find your way home. Right. <laughs> Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I just use up all my bank holidays getting lost. <laughs> I think I might turn my house into a micronation. People will need visas and stuff to, to visit. That'd be quite nice. Yeah, what a welcoming home. <laughs> <laughs> this whole thing is just such a surreal concept to me, though, because it just sounds like a fan club or like a self-governing group. It's just very strange. That's it. It's just a, a big old art installation. Mm. But I'm not sure. Yeah. So I'm not sure about that one. So maybe we could do something like that. I was the cheerful cynic sort of kind of arty installation place, maybe. Yeah. Or have you heard of a, of a place called the Dominion of Melchizedek? Safe to say I haven't, Pooj, but I do like the sound of this one. Anything with the word Dominion automatically sounds either very dangerous or somewhere that we should be. It's a fine line, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know if they're going to try and sell me kilos of cocaine or just you know be really nice and give me a cocktail. Exactly. <laughs> so it sounds like they've got nice beaches. I don't know, but okay. <laughs> so this this is another internationally unrecognized micronation. Okay. But unlike Ladonia, these guys had a business model. Oh, cool. Right, now we're talking. Right now we're talking. So apparently it's a tiny island about 300 miles off the coast of Colombia, which sounds lovely. Yeah, it does. And the weather is going to be great there as well, so you know, it'll be sunny all the time. And they've also ended up expanding and that's going to be in quote marks kind of expanding right by taking over a few other dotted islands around the world one of which 
interestingly, is an island in the South Pacific, which is completely sub- submerged for part of the day. Oh, that's so crazy. It must be such a low island for that to be submerged for half of the day. The tide goes up and then there's no island. That sounds like a wonderful place to go, Pooj. <laughs> it sounds like a nightmare, right? <laughs> Everyone get your stuff, we have to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so what's the backstory for this one? Is it similar to kind of protecting art? Well, not quite. So oh. this was started by two US citizens, a father and a son from the US. Right. And it seemed as though they were attempting to use it as a tax haven. Oh, okay. So this is not like protecting art in the slightest. <laughs> it's pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. Oh dear. And, um, the Micronation's claims for land have been condemned by the Marshall Islands, which is kind of close by. And the father and son have been accused of fraud. Wait, fraud for creating Micronation to avoid taxes? Yeah, because... That sounds pretty bad, I'd say so. Oh man, that's just the tip of the iceberg. Oh no. <laughs> so it gets way worse than that. Okay. So basically, they've allegedly been involved in large-scale banking fraud from the 1990s to the early 2000s. What? They've been selling documents and banking licenses to companies so that they can pretend to be actually registered. What? Okay. Yeah. And by the end of the 1990s, they had over 300 companies that were licensed <gasps> there. This is a lot darker than where I thought we were going. That's pretty bad. As you can imagine, it did not go down well. So the US called it a major fraud and basically said it's not a legitimate sovereign entity. Who who even needed to say that? Yeah, exactly. It's (laughs) like, well, yeah, no shit, Sherlock. Okay. And I guess I should have also mentioned that um, before they started this micronation, both the father and the son had already been convicted and imprisoned for a variety of crimes. Fucking hell. Of course they have. I mean, (laughs) Jesus. That's terrible, but you've got to give them credit for thinking so outside of the box. It's just terrible, though. They're really persistent, though. <laughs> the government must have loved them. Then there's more oh, God. as well, so it didn't stop there. <laughs> okay. So they were selling fake banking securities, which I don't even understand. Um, yeah, but I don't know. <laughs> it sounds bad. <laughs> uh, they were involved in some dodgy investments, insurance fraud scams. They were even selling passports. Okay, yeah. very dodgy. And one source states that the Dominion had raised over half a billion dollars. What? Half a billion dollars? Also, I don't think we can say raised because it sounds like more like stolen. (laughs) They stole over half a billion dollars. (laughs) These guys were on something, really. Pooch, this micronation business doesn't seem that appealing now because I don't think it's the best idea for us to do if if we've got our counterparts of these kind of people. (laughs) Yeah, but we can sell fake podcast licenses. And, you don't need you know. a license for a podcast, Pooj. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> uh, fair enough. Oh, so God. maybe we don't want to make a tax haven. No, definitely and not. And funnel all of our advertising money. Yeah. Which is zero. zero. <laughs> on, on, <laughs> You know, that's a lot of zeros. Oh, yeah. It's a lot of zeros. Lots of zeros. <laughs> Just so many zeros. Just no number in front of it. <laughs> Fair enough. Okay, maybe maybe not that idea. How about we go on the other end of the scale? We could go for the smallest micronation on Earth. Ooh, is this like a shoebox or a cupboard? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> almost. And just like other micronations, these guys aren't internationally recognized, um, but they are trying, damn it. They are trying. Are they? So where is this one then? So this one is called the Principality of Sealand. Aww. And it's located in international waters on an offshore platform about 12 kilometers off the coast of Suffolk in the UK. Oh, great. So this one's local. We could probably go see what it's like, you know. But you did say it's small, though. Yeah, (laughs) I think it is. So this one is about 4,000 square meters. Oh, that's a big shoebox, Pooj. (laughs) 
It's it's one big shoe. <laughs> so it's tiny compared to like anything really. So you could easily buy you know a plot of land in the UK, which is going to be way bigger than this little micronation. Yeah. So you said this was in the water in the ocean. That's kind of scary though. If it's really small, are there are there photos of this thing so we can see it? Oh yeah, there's loads. Okay, cool. So um. One for the gram. Yeah. Um, so we'll put it on the Cheerful Cynics podcast. Yeah. On Instagram. Yeah. So check it out. Um, it was basically a decommissioned sea fort. Okay. And it's like a little platform that was used as an anti-aircraft platform in World War Two. Okay. So nobody really knows what all that means. But it's basically a platform on stilts <laughs> in, in the middle of the sea. Lovely. Uh, off the coast of the UK. Okay. And according to their website, Sealand has been an independent sovereign state since 1967. Oh, wow. That's pretty long going. Old school, yeah. right? So the Bates family governs a little area, yeah. the small state, and each of them have a hereditary royal title as well. God. Okay. So this is a wonderful bit of self-indulgence then, isn't it? You basically are like, oh, I put a flag down here. Now I am Queen Gaia. <laughs> Of yes. land. <laughs> I mean, this is just perfect for people with egos, isn't it? <laughs> yes, it is. And, you know, you can make all the fake medals that you exactly. want as well. Bow to me. Just, uh, yeah, just bottle caps. Horrible. <laughs> yeah. So how did he create this area then? How did he get it? So Roy Bates is the, the main guy here. Okay. And he, he had seized the platform from a group of pirate radio broadcasters uh, oh. with the intention of setting up his own pirate radio station. This is... So crazy, because it's funny to think that back in the day, you'd actually have to go to international waters in secrecy to have a pirate radio station. Whereas now, like people like us, we have our own podcasts from our own living rooms. You could do whatever you want from home. You don't need that kind of stuff. <laughs> it's mad. Yeah. Technology has changed so much, right? Like incredible how that was a thing that you'd have to do that. So what does Bates do with this land now? They've actually been involved in several commercial operations, which is quite cool. Okay. You know, including issuing coins, postage stamps, and even the establishment of an offshore internet hosting facility. Ooh, okay. They've yeah, right. And they even have an online paper called the Sealand News. I mean, do they even have news? They're a platform in the <laughs> middle of the ocean. I mean what do they do? Monday, they run out of peanut windy. butter. Tuesday. Yeah. Windy. <laughs> yeah. A lot of a lot of wind today. It's rainy. Rain. <laughs> it smells like sea. <laughs> I'd be intrigued what the news is. <laughs> The thing is, well, they have a number of amateur athletes that represent Sealand at unconventional sporting events. What? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so, well, Sealand won the world egg throwing competition in 2008, <laughs> <laughs> which is good to know. <laughs> and not only do they throw eggs at this competition, yeah. um, but they also have Russian egg roulette, what is that? which sounds quite delicious. I don't know what that is. <laughs> and, <laughs> and target throwing. An egg trebuchet. Oh my god! <laughs> Got <a> trebuchet. <laughs> uh, this is how it's done. I feel like they might have a bit too much time on their hands, Pooch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They've made themselves into royalty that doesn't actually stand in any country. There's like a huge egg throwing competition that they <laughs> managed to be represented in. <laughs> this is very yeah, surreal. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> and also because they had an offshore internet facility, yeah. Sealand became quite an interesting prospect for online pirates. Online pirates? So, you know, uh, Pirate Bay? Oh, yes. Is that still a thing? Yeah. So people used to basically illegally download all sorts of like movie software, anything really, right? On their website. Yeah, pretty much. So 
Pirate Bay actually attempted to purchase Sealand okay. because it was in international waters and they, they were hoping to kind of scoot past some of the anti-piracy laws that had come into place in Sweden. So it wasn't sold, but Sealand was asking for 750 million euros. Um, That's a lot yeah, for right. like a platform in the middle of nowhere. Madness. 750 million euros for a really small platform. <laughs> yes, yeah, crazy, right? <laughs> I knew you'd oh, like it. God. It's absolutely mad. <laughs> it is crazy. But I think we should set something like this up for our podcast. Oh, God, where? <laughs> that could be our next vision for, for 2021. <laughs> and onwards. And onwards. So we could set up our own country. We can have our own Olympics with random games that we can make involving eggs because I do enjoy eggs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you need to find you need to find some land pooge because i don't think there's much left so well, why don't you look at google maps and see what you can find or maybe we go to where there's a volcano and that creates land all the time right yeah well that's probably already part of a country but yeah we could have a micronation then instead of a country this is the cheerful cynics bit of lava enjoy try not to die here <laughs> <laughs> enjoy the eggs while you're here they've been baked in the volcano <laughs> Yes. <laughs> oh well i guess it will get so hot that the eggs will come out pre-boiled from the chicken Ooh, bombs <laughs> from the chicken <laughs> fully bombs. boiled eggs from chicken, chicken lays boiled eggs <laughs> i think we could be onto something there pooge we could probably answer <laughs> million euros <laughs> oh this is going to be a money maker yeah. and then we'll sell a few banking licenses it's fine okay we won't tell anyone oh dear. except for <laughs> everyone on the it. podcast <laughs> oh yeah 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 <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, thank you so much for listening for a whole year. Yes, thank you so much. A whole year. It's fantastic. And remember, you can find us on Instagram at the Cheerful Cynics Podcast or get in touch by emailing us at the Cheerful Cynics at gmail.com. Have a good week wherever you are. Bye. Bye. Bye.